Live Live. Live Live. Oh, let me minimize that thing. Is it? Nope, not that one. Not that one. Oh, where'd it go? Is it this one? Yeah, it's this one. Yeah, that one. That one. Yes. yes. Like the clock and her face is smaller. From that's the that's it. That's. <laughs> oh, you look so good. I really. I just minimize, decrease the resolution, minimize everything. Soft focus. Yes, sir. Yeah. Gonna be good. There's a we had a lot of melting going on. I'm worried about the March events because it'll be like a bog. Yeah, you, know? you never know that time of year. I think that. Yeah. Uh... And and Stittsville is like flooded every spring. Like there's three or four inches of water in the bay that we use. Yeah, I remember doing the Rimfire Academy last year. Yeah, in April. And, uh, yeah, we had ice and water. Yeah, I'm I'm smarter. I'm not doing I'm not doing uh, Rimfire Academy till it's warm. Yeah. Well, except for Avonmore in April. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's that's well drained, right? Yeah. There's grasses and yeah, and it's, nice it slopes away. Yeah. And we we can choose where we set up. Absolutely. So that'll that'll be good. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah, we got a whole bunch of big announcements coming, so oh, yeah. can't can't wait to to release that news. See, I post about the um the Rimfire close quarter tactical series have you seen that that looks like it'd be a lot of fun it's it's it is going to be a ton of fun i'm 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 reaching out to folks that have been there done that yeah. uh so barney's been doing it for decades nice. and uh i owe him a lot crps owes barney a, a bit of gratitude because without his uh leadership i never would have started this whole thing those so. key people are always important nice to have uh, i know mentors right? and, and you know it's weird not weird, but everywhere I go, everybody knows Barney. Really? No matter where you go in Canada, right, coast to coast, east or west, yeah. there's there's hey, this guy. I've been working with this guy. His name is Barney. I don't know if you know him. Like, Barney, yeah, Barney's everywhere, man. <laughs> that's funny. So that's I thought you were just cool. looking for an excuse to use the GSG. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a couple of things I want to try out. Yeah. There's the GSG and there's a Daria, the Daria TM22. That looks nice. It looks pretty sweet. It looks pretty sweet. It, it takes a standard um, buffer tube in the back, so all the Magpul stocks will fit on it. Yeah. So I can transfer all of the stuff I had from my off my CQB rig onto there. So I wasn't sure. Yeah. Like they, they must have figured the engineering out, like how to get reliable feeding with ammo in it. Like I, I haven't. Make sure you're using I, high velocity. I haven't put a lot of rounds through it yet. Yeah. To be honest, so it's summertime when we get, so that'll it'll always be with me every time I go anywhere. So there's always going to be some range time. Sh- shoot right? a CRPS with it, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. You might not be able see. to get a rail. Yeah, I just put it in the rings. That's the thing. If you can't get the rail, put it in the rings, right? Yeah. So the uh, Burris XTR is it Burris? Yeah, the Burris so, rings have the instruments. Yeah, up to up to forty after forty mo up, up to forty mo. Yeah. If you if you max it out. Yeah, so it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, something different. Yes. So and and it'll be yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty sweet. But we'll we'll talk about that when it's time to announce all that stuff. Yeah, so, for sure. All right, let's got lots to by. do in the meantime. I know. <laughs> I it's you know it's weird. I feel like I'm in control of what's happening, so I know something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Well, if it can, it will. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, let's uh, let's kick this off and let's get started. What intro? Let's do let's do this one. Stand by.
Hey, 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 welcome to season two, episode seven of the Rimfire Nation podcast, brought to you proudly by Tesro.ca, your one-stop shop for precision shooting equipment and your ammunition peddler. He can get stuff that uh, you didn't know you could get. So anyway, uh, tonight we have uh, Travis, uh, one of our uh, regional match directors, and conveniently knows a thing or two about bags, and we'll talk about what Travis has been up to in uh, Boss Gear or Boreal Outdoor Shooting. What's the, what was the last S? Sporting Solutions. Sporting yeah. Solutions, sorry. I should have, I should have memorized that. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for, for coming on. Let's take a look. Before we dive into that, let's take a look at what is new and exciting at... Uh, at testro.ca so it just arrived i think last week everyone saw that um apex was inbound to testro or is in the process of getting inbound so that was the big news last week uh that apex optics are coming in uh this this week looks like we've got the mdt rubber dampeners are in along with the acc one piece internal weight that is a honking large piece of weight. If your your twenty two pound rifle just isn't doing it for you, you could just add another pound right there with more internal weight. And again, it's not the weight; it's the balancing. So don't go thinking that a twenty five pound rifle is more accurate. A better balanced rifle will always beat a uh, less balanced, no matter what the weight is. And then there's the Baker wings. Have you seen these Baker wings? Yeah, I've seen. People using them, I haven't yep. used them myself, but it, it looks like a pretty cool concept. Just bolt onto the side of the ACC, yeah. and I think so. Platform for having a, I like, think so. Easy to get so. level, right? Exactly, easier. But yeah, so every, everyone's got their uh, their weapon of choice in in the uh, in the gear race out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's what is new and exciting, and just arrived at Tesro. Speaking of gear race, you know, after a bipod. The uh, the bag is probably the second most. Uh, actually, let me think. What do you use more in a match, a bipod or a bag, Travis? Well, well your rifle probably spends more time on the bipod, just kickstand it. As a, as, as a, but I've seen people use bags as kickstands, but Absolutely. definitely, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely the the bipod is used. Hey, Matt, how's it going, buddy? Hey, can you hear me? Okay, we can hear you. Okay, you don't look too jet lagged. You don't look too uh, sore from carrying all those trophies and medals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, sorry, I'm late. I just uh, no worries, call. no worries. First off, we just we just we just got started. First off, congratulations, you hardworking son of a gun. Um, <laughs> Trying my best. I know you're you're killing it, man. And it's only February. Holy cow! And, but yeah. um, but there is now a petition to have you drug tested. So I'm sorry if that comes to pass, but. People, That's people okay. Are, I got people are starting to question. To the, the only thing, the only thing you'll find is uh, bear paws and fruit <laughs> by the foot or whatever it's called. Oh, oh there, there goes that. There goes the stock prices for for bear paws and fruit by the foot. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Bigger. That's the magic sauce, eh? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, Gotta feel the body. <laughs> so, so while you're here, why don't you update folks on kind of what what you've been doing, uh, and and kind of so, where you've been and and uh, and that experience. So basically, uh, there's no off season this year. I thought I thought after Texas, I was going to wind down for a couple months, have a nice off season, take some time to relax. Well, it turns out I shot a match on New Year's Eve, <laughs> and then oh I shot goodness. like I, I shot like three or four matches in January, and then I shot one last week. So I already have. Uh, I'm very thankful that I've I've been able to secure 300 points in the PRS series already, which is the max Amazing. available going 
into regionals in September. Nice. Um, so I run, I won three of the last four matches that I shot in the States and yeah. two of them were quite large, right? Like over 50 shooters. Nice. So yeah, very thankful and happy about that. And now I can sort of, uh, not, not relax. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to take my foot off the pedal for the season, but the, but but the pressure's, to... the pressure's off to post numbers for regional. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to yeah, concentrate on other things like either club, club standings and, and overall placements like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to be able to do it in February. It's a lot earlier than I was. That's crazy. For. That's crazy. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you because very few people know how much effort it takes to get get a become a good shooter. And I think it's it's awesome that you're you're achieving you're achieving what you set out to do, man. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Good. That's <laughs> well, good. I was reflected too in the work that you do because, like, if you follow your channel at all, you can see the progression from the beginning to now. It's pretty yeah. obvious you know you, you put in the work and the time and you know do the right things to be successful so it's, yeah yeah and it's funny you mentioned time because like it i don't live particularly close to some of these places right so we're dedicating full weekends plus a vacation day yeah. to travel to some of these so it's nice that i was able to convert those into some success but that's also like i also want to backtrack that's not the reason why i do this sport it's because i thoroughly enjoy yeah you know shooting these these matches and meeting the people and and meeting different groups of shooters at all these different events it, it's it's something else right like having the fun aspect of it which is really yeah. awesome but just this past weekend there were six of us from the Stittsville mafia <laughs> that uh traveled down together we, awesome. we hit up we hit up a match in new york and then we went to pennsylvania for the sunday <laughs> so we were in the car for like 21 hours over the entire weekend it's, just it's it's weird so like there's this apb out for these rimfire gypsies traveling from <laughs> club to club just gathering hardware and moving on yeah like, like a bunch of rimfire locusts just hoovering all the metals and, and heading up north yeah exactly it's awesome that's like awesome. spending a that's weekend good. with the guys it was a lot of fun I know. Well, that's awesome it'll uh, result in some of them coming up here to try and uh, compete as so, matches it's funny you mentioned that uh some of the specifically some of the apex shooters uh obviously you guys had or rick had apex optics on last week yeah. and vanya has just been Bumping out Apex, especially. Oh my in, goodness! Yeah, like the Northeast region. I met a bunch yeah. of Apex shooters in the states, and some it's, of them were mentioning coming up to try some of our matches as well. So nice, nice. I just saw the Apex recap. I don't know if you saw that list of all the uh, all the um, standings for all the Apex shooters. Man, Vanya's Vanya's a marketing genius, man. Yeah, it's awesome. he has a good I team love, going for sure. I love I love what they're doing. I love what they're doing. So, yeah, good. Awesome, awesome. Well, glad you could join us, Matt. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Yeah, I saw the topic was shooting bags, and I'm a very opinionated person. I know, I know. It's perfect. Bags. It's perfect. And again, though, the way we're going to approach this, because when you jumped in, we were just having a debate of what is the first accessory accessory you buy, you know, after your extra mag and you've got your optic, your rifle. You know, the bipod is everyone thinks you need a bipod. You know, but again, you know, what percentage of the match do you end up using a bipod as a shooting support? Not a kickstand, but an actual shooting support. Maybe yeah. you know, one, two, three stages, you know, depending on the props. But usually it's a kickstand, right? So I'd almost say, you know, I would spend the money on the right bag. And the right bag is is really dependent on the barricade you're shooting off of. So oh, I've got a yeah, bunch of barricades sure. that I've got. And maybe we could talk about, uh, maybe as a starting point, we could talk about, you know, if you're building a bag arsenal, and then maybe we can talk about when to use what. You know, what are the typical bags that, that people need to think about using? 
you know. So obviously the first one is kind of a rear bag, right? It's like a, just a little, a little, uh, you know, a giant, giant piece of salami roll, right? Which is basically a bag like this that you stick underneath the, the stock of your rifle to hold it up while you're on the, on the bike. I, uh, I personally don't use a like a, a specific rear bag. I just use my regular yeah, bag. Exactly, because uh, back in the day, that's all you had was that rear bag, and now. It's a one-trick pony that really you can replace with any of the other barricade bags. So yeah, we used exactly. to recommend a rear bag, but now it says, you know what? You know, keep the rear bag when you're going to the range to do something. But you, it's it's not really as useful as it used to be. Now we talk about well, what's the primary purpose of a shooting bag? Really, is to provide a a more stable platform to shoot off whatever barricade or, or obstacle you're 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 shooting off of. Correct. Yep. And and then and then you look at well how many different kinds of bags are there? So Travis, why don't we introduce you not as Travis the MD, but as the chief cook and bottle washer at Boreal Outdoor Sporting? I, I can't get it right. You got boss it. Gear. Boss <laughs> gear. Boss yeah. gear. Boss gear. So so yeah. so why would you start up an accessory well, company? I figured I shoot too much, so I'd like to shoot less and uh, start something else. Obviously, that's not the case, but that's what happens, right? <laughs> no, I uh, I started it because I was looking for, uh, you know, something else to do. And yeah. uh, I, my mom sewed all, all my life growing up. I, I never took on to it, but I, I thought, you know, I need a shooting bag. Why don't I try and make one? And, you know, got, got a sewing machine, just a cheap nice singer heavy duty and started making a bag and i said well you know that that wasn't it, it took a lot of thought and you know a lot of trial and error but I said, oh, boy, you know bags are pretty expensive and like you said it's one of the first things that you need the buried entry into the shooting sports could be reasonable or as high as you want it right so for people yeah. who want it to be more reasonable i just i thought maybe it'd be a good idea to try and offer something that is lower priced Canadian made you know, available yeah. and uh, yeah, like for, for a shooter, buy a shooter type thing. Perfect. That, that's kind of how it all started. I also do, uh, if we want to mention now the CUSF thing. So vice yeah. president of the Canadian university shooting federation. So I'm pretty involved in the shooting sports. A, a lot of my life revolves around it. You know, it's now, family, yeah. <laughs> family work and shooting essentially. So, so yeah, it's, it's uh, it's a good venture. We started it in about uh, April last year, give or take. Yeah, not not quite a year into it, and things are going pretty well so far. And I heard the test row is going to be stocking your bags shortly as well. Yeah, they're the I started uh, a dealer network, so they're the first nice. dealer to sign on. You know, it's a good, good nice. dealer to have. They got their own uh, custom color. Are you gonna are you gonna show that the test row colors? Does yeah, that match the logo? Does that match the logo color? It's it's pretty close, yeah. So that's, that's pretty good. Uh, nice. Nice. Test row that looks good. Yeah. Test row so, blue. That's awesome. So yeah, you'll you'll see that in hopefully less than a month. Well, Got to ramp up production. So there uh, you go. Oh, Matt, you were into bags too at one time, weren't you? Or you? Yeah. You still, uh, you still use your probably, own. This is 2020 now, man. It's been a long oh my time. Goodness. But yeah, I I had the same uh, sewing machine that Travis started with, and I made a couple. Well, I made a bunch of different revisions just to play around with like the different size and the type of fill. And then when I settled on one I liked, I had like 
yards of Cordura left over. And I was like, well, I'm just going to cut as many panels as possible. I ended up making like like 25 or 30 bags, which took me a long time. But I had like my own little one-man sweatshop of like, you know, each each bag being put through the production process. And at the end, I, I sold most of them off and, and I donated a few, gave gave a few others away. So... Yeah, I don't. I don't make bags for sale anymore. It's just, uh, it, it's not something I enjoy slaving over. That no offense, Travis. It's oh not no, absolutely. Not and I'm sure. I'm sure you've, you know, found more efficient ways to make them. But it's, it's just not worth my time to be honest. But I did make some of my own. Yeah, it's, it's certainly, it is a lot of work, and uh, I'm trying to outsource. Like, yeah. As mentioned direct before, I just found a, a marina nearby that does material cutting. So I got them to, to cut a bunch and mark a bunch of bags for me. That that saves me like 25 hours, you know, which yeah, nice. time is my most important commodity. So it's, yeah, it is. Exactly. Uh, and a lot of people underestimate how much work goes into making a bag. They see it as like, oh, you know, just a few panels stitch it together. But I, I would estimate each bag for me is at minimum two and a half to three hours of, of solid continuous work. Yeah. Now, now that I've got the material cut, I can sew them in about uh, forty-five minutes. That's but I've really also good. got I've also got the right machine for it. Yeah. Too, right. So yeah, exactly. I've got uh, a commercial heavy-duty machine that you know makes a, a huge difference in production. So yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did you decide what the first bag is that you were going to make, Travis? I looked at what everyone else was doing and said, "How can I make this a little bit different?" Okay. So the first one that I did is uh, called the classic bag. So it's your, your typical bag that you see on on all you the. A, uh, the you stage. have a picture of it. I got you wanna, one. You wanna... yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, perfect. So that that kind of shape. This is called the XL. It's the big one. Okay. The small one's probably easier to, to show. So okay, something like that. And nice. I started with that, and it's it's made out of three pieces of material, and I use. Um, thousand d cordura so okay. lots of the bags on the market use wax canvas which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that but i wanted something that would be a bit more abrasion resistant and that's what cordura does right so that yeah they, they both have their pluses and minuses and uh, i thought that something that's going to be long lasting that i said i'm going to put a lifetime warranty on it nice. i want to have uh, a super durable material and so it started with that um so I mean that's your that's your classic barricade bag, right? Yeah, that's what I call it the classic. I, like, the classic. Yeah, it's they come in many shapes and sizes and brands, but you know they all kind of look close to the same. I I figure you know everyone knows what a what a truck is, right? It has an engine yeah. in the front and a box in the back, but ninety percent of it's the same, but ten percent of it's different. So how can I make it a bit different? Exactly. I'm trying to show standard barricade, so. Um, it's not going to work out, but let, uh, you know what? Let me let me go online and we'll we'll show it. Google Images, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's look for let's look for barricades. Yeah, I will say one thing that's cool about shooting bags is uh, a lot of shooters will have their own preference. They can see the variety on the shooting line, but when it comes down yeah. to it, they all have similar features. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. there's particular features that every shooter needs in order to get through a PRS style match. Yeah, like some people like sand filled bags. Some people don't care what the fill is, right? Like that yeah. doesn't matter to them. Some people like big bags. Some people want to be you know, minimalist as much as possible. So Yeah, so let's take a look at this standard barricade. It gives you a good example. You're going to run into this guaranteed at least 
uh, a few, if not several stages at every PRS match, you know, your, your mileage may vary, but there's going to be a, a horizontal and a vertical and different multi ports. And that's kind of what the, the classic bags are designed to kind of wrap around and, and stay put. If you try to use the regular rear bag, you know, the risk is it doesn't stay on there. It'll fall in front of the barricade and, that, and then you're screwed. So when you look at kind of that, I guess that a fortune cookie shape. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, touting uh, Ybad's, uh, Ybad's uh, fortune cookie, but that shape that it kind of envelops over. And the other, the other classic one is the Cleed Warhorse, uh, what they call the tactical udder. It's kind of a four pronged, four four lobed. I guess how would you describe that? A four lobed bag yeah, that conforms like to it. Yeah. yeah, and so that's another one that I see. It's either the, the Cleed Warhorse or the, the classic uh, barricade bag. And that'll get you through most of the more complicated, if not all of the, the stages out there. And you could use it on the uh, rooftop stage as well, on the peak of the roof and um, as a rear bag. Like you said, Matt, you don't use a small, you know, one of those cylindrical rear bags anymore. It's it's pretty much the, the classic. And really what, what you'd have to work on is, is size. You know, what is your preference? The the trouble with the big bags is when you've got small ports like this this one here it becomes it slows you down right to try and you know if i had 12 and we do this intentionally as match directors we'll put 12 ports in a in a stage and make you shoot one round through each one i would never do such a thing <laughs> Mind you, the the two day national championship is going to be a different story because all holds all, all bets are off there, right? Absolutely. Can you imagine? Because you, you'd be a human sewing machine jabbing that. Well, Matt, how long's your barrel now? Twenty six inch. Uh, yeah, my voodoo. It's twenty five inches. Twenty five inch. So so Matt's going to be like like yeah, sewing machine. Twenty five inches in and out of every <laughs> port at a twelve port barricade. So that would be problematic, and that's. And that's where you start considering a bag that's mounted to your rifle or you're using one of those rail changers where you've got an ARCA clamped bag that's that's a thinner uh, thinner type. I don't know if you've got a, a Kevfat handy mat. Oh, what's, what's, what's that? That, yeah, kind of similar, right? So the rail bag. So it's... Uh, what is that mounted on? 3D printed plate with... Uh, is, that, is that your 3D printed plate? Well, it's one that I, I designed. I mean, you you made that, yeah, yeah. Oh, so nice. Yeah, it's something I'm going to be working on offering in the future. Right now, I just sell the bags, but I'd like to to why you, get a 3D printer. And... Why don't you sell me that one? What's <laughs> <laughs> the matter with you? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. there's that, and uh, I'm thinking of a steel plate. Some guys like heavier plates, so something like that. And then the the clamp is just the the Amazon clamp. I think it's yeah. the same one that Matt recommended. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, a great it one. works well. Those clamps are proven because I've had a kept fat with that original clamp. I know it's running it's for the like classic two years because it's got the micro adjustment, and then once you tune it, you can just use the lever locks to get it on and off quickly, which is awesome. And yeah. that is what I would recommend for going through those multi port, you know, sewing machine type stages, like the cattle gate, right? The, ca- the cattle gate, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the cattle gate, if you've only got like four vertical rungs. Right, then, yeah. Uh, usually I usually have one with twelve ports. In okay, it. so it's like you're, you're doing at least nine of them. Yeah. So, so folks that don't know that this is the cattle gate where you've got multiple rungs, and they'll typically make you either shoot left to right, 
top to bottom or some some sequence or whatever the cruel match directors is making you do maybe i'll even do off you know weak strong side weak side you know just for just just for shits and giggles but that's no how how much of have you changed any of your bag strategies matt since you started yeah big time uh to be honest i so i used to use just three bags it was my original one very similar to travis's uh classic classic the kev fat which is the one he just showed as well as my pump pillow yeah the one i the one i the only one I still currently use is the pump pillow because the pump pillow, you know, it doesn't really matter. But I found over shooting a lot of matches that I don't actually like Cordura for my main bag material. And again, there's a lot of personal preference here. But what Travis mentioned before, Cordura is more uh, abrasion resistant, but I don't find it it feels as nice to settle your rifle onto. And it's hard to describe why because it's not like I use wax canvas now, but it's not like wax canvas has any like give. It doesn't stretch or anything. So theoretically, they're kind of the same. I just feel like it's a little bit more malleable. Even when Cordura is bro- like fully broken in and it's nice and soft, it still doesn't quite wrap around the barricades in the same okay. way. So I've switched to wax canvas and I wax it uh, not very often, like maybe once every six months or so, uh, just to sort of maintain some of that water uh, repellency or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because what's nice about Cordura is it sheds water pretty well, but if you use wax canvas in the rain, like heavy rain, it will soak through. Mm-hmm. And if you have sand in it, it turns into like a cinder block. So you have to try and prevent some of that moisture getting inside. But I really like the wax canvas bag. Heavy fill is what I use now. Hmm. That's, um, a, that's, a, that's a heavy bag. That, is, that is, a, is that a pint yeah. size? No, it's a schmedium. Schmedium. So it, is, it is heavy. It's quite okay. heavy. It takes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it takes a lot of energy to use in a stage. And Dory my wife dory can't even use it like it's actually physically too heavy for her to like comfortably use it in a stage i'm so, with uh, i'm with dory we have a couple of those in the loaner and i hate loading the cup the box yeah. i know i know which tote the, the heavy schmediums are in yeah because <laughs> i've got two of them and they weigh a ton man but i will I'll, say um through through dry firing a lot on like the idts system i did a lot of experimenting with different bags and different fills and, and materials and stuff like that. And I just settled on the heavy fill medium because even though it's heavier and a little bit more cumbersome in a stage, I just feel like it fits exactly. It fits my shooting style better. And again, like do your own, doing your own testing, whatever, everyone is going to have their own preference, but that's Mm -hmm. what I've settled on. And for example, in Texas for the nationals matches, two days, 20 stages, the only bag I used the entire time was that medium heavy. So, so you, so you only had one bag with you at all times? No, I was... had I had three bags with me, but I only used one. Okay, you didn't use a pump yeah. pillow at all? I can't remember it. No, I had it with me the entire time. Like it was attached to my bag, but I never used yeah. it at all. So, so for folks who don't know what a pump pillow is, basically it's a secondary void filler. It's a larger, bulkier um, bag that's meant to kind of lock your position in by filling the empty spaces or provide a a better connection or transfer of weight from your elbow to your knee as, as displayed here. So this is the, the typical way you'd use the pump pillows to fill that void and, and stabilize yeah. you. So. Yeah, I, I will say interesting. The, the pump pillow has its place and I do use it occasionally. Like I still bring it to all the matches with me because it doesn't yeah. weigh anything and just clip it to my bag. Uh, I would, I think I used, yeah, I used it on one stage on Sunday Yeah. Uh, for a very particular target size that was really small. And I want to make sure I was like, you know, really, really stable. 
but right. it, it's seeing less and less use that as well as my tripod rear support is just not getting used as much interesting so are you gonna leave them at home um i mean no because again it doesn't weigh anything so i might as well yeah. have it just in case you know that stage in particular was off a purist barricade yeah and the targets were quite small and it was windy okay. so i wanted to make sure i was really stable so it okay. did probably get me a few points that match for sure yeah i mean we we teach that in the rimfire academy like the pump pillow for because typically people are just new to the sport they don't have the fundamentals locked down they're still building their their uh their their positional shooting skills it's a great it's a great crutch and it's a great immediate addition of stability and we'll have them shoot it without and then shoot it with and and we teach them the the, the typical ways you'd shoot it as opposed to you know which which knee is up and which elbow goes on it typically it's it's your trigger side uh trigger side leg and elbow that kind of gets locked in so yeah there's i can't see who wrote it but they they just said a pump pillow is a crutch for people who don't know how to build a solid position which is in in some cases true i think true yep. definitely definitely use it as a crutch when yep. they don't have the fundamentals however that being said yep. my opinion is it's also a tool in the toolbox like if you yep, know exactly. if your fundamentals are good it doesn't matter to a certain extent how good your fundamentals are if your adrenaline's through the roof and you yep. know you know you only have 90 seconds for the stage. You're not going to be able to calm down or whatever. Yeah. Bring out the pump pillow. It's not against the it's, rules. If it makes you more stable, you're playing hey, the game. You it's, know I mean? it's a competitive advantage, right? Yeah. Like a tripod, like a rear tripod support. If it's yeah. allowed and you're going for points and you want a podium, like dropping a point or two could be the difference, right? So, hey. For sure, 100%. If, you, if you're gunning for it, man, if, if, I could, if I could use a tripod front and back, and I wasn't, and I wasn't embarrassed by the ribbing I would get. I definitely use it. But so. in the same, in the same vein, as I like, I'm, I'm by no means like the best shooter. But as I, well, actually, goals, Matt, arguably you are <laughs> in certain, in yeah. certain, one, certain regions. One of the top shooters, sure. There but you go. Yeah. As I develop my skills in the sport, I do find I feel like I depend on it less and less. Right, like what right. I said. Yeah. So there is there is merit in that statement, but I think just because you. You shouldn't uh, always put your pride first. Like if you if you want to get a few more points and the pump pillow works for you, yeah. and it's not against the rules by all means. Like, go but the, the the biggest thing about using any bag is to use it in practice. If you don't know how to use a bag, learning how to use it at a stage during a match is is potentially co- going to cost you points. Right, practice with it, and and ask guys or watch guys how they're using it. If you watch the the good shooters, the confident ones, you know who they are because they're not fumbling with their bags. They get in, they're locked down, they're stable, and they're shooting. Watch them. That's that's what's beautiful about working with a squad. And all of the squads I've been involved with have been super helpful. And and they'll tell you, well, hey, I've never used this. How would you use this? They'll be more than happy to help you out. And then Sean has a question. The rules say you have to use the same setup. Uh, we don't have those rules in CRPS. You could bring you could bring twenty different bags and use use one a different one per stage. So we we don't we don't restrict. Uh, we haven't gotten to that point yet. I don't I don't see us going that direction. But again, um, there may be some 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 events that that force you to use the same gear throughout. So. But we're we're not one of them. So for production, you got to pick a bag. You can have whatever three in the cart, but you got to pick one bag. Oh, one exactly. So but a again, bit of strategy there. Yeah. Like, do you want the pump pillow or do you want yeah. the the other bag? But yeah, I guess a question I had, Travis, was: Could you wax your Cordura? Is that is that stupid? Just to no, get that extra not. grip. So Cordura is not 
a material that you can wax. Well, you can wax it, but it's just yeah. You can wax. You can wax anything. <laughs> it would just become like some random waxy. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. absorb it because it's yeah. a synthetic material that's waterproof, yeah. right? So okay. it's designed not to absorb stuff. Yeah. I was actually thinking uh, about putting a piece of wax canvas on top. Yeah. Of the bag, like right now, I did one that's uh, a sand fill, and then. Yeah. Just putting a piece of wax canvas on top, so you have the same feel as your wax. Do you on. have a Do you have a full wax canvas bag that you offer, Travis? No, I don't have any wax canvas. Would you consider doing that? Because I think it's a nice uh, a nice option to have for shooters. It is, but I like Webad and Armageddon Gear both do. Right. Uh, they do that, and I want to stay a little bit different. Right. Yeah, there, there, there's a reason why they do it, obviously, but. How do I how do I stay different enough, right? And the material is one of them. The the design is is different as well. But use use beeswax. Call it the, the the bees knees bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the other uh, material I've been playing with is uh, it's like a rubberized material on the bottom. Yeah, so it's like yeah a, the okay. grippy stuff, a That's grippy nice. type stuff. So I was thinking of like either putting a strip across the top, or yeah. I think having too much grip on the top isn't wouldn't necessarily be a good thing, but finding a way to make it not so slidey i've been i've been using a sticky game changer for the last three years i'm using the 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 original size i think i'm going to go smaller because i don't think i need that big size and i think it's just it, it's it's more of a hindrance than a than an aid sometimes that size uh so i've been you know i i wax over the sticky i like the sticky i just it just feels better to me but again that's such a personal choice it's like what kind of bicycle do you like to ride i mean it's like yeah. you know what what's the game right so, so uh, far the only time i found in the matches that i've run that the small bag hadn't worked like the, this size of bag was on the end of a tank trap i found yeah. a, a bigger bag on the point kind of gripped around it better but for the other 90 yeah. percent of the stages it, that or the rail bag worked uh, just fine for what i needed yeah. it was different for everyone but yeah. There's a sorry. There's a question here. How yeah. I'm waxing my bags. <laughs> sorry, it just sounds funny. But uh, there's there's basically <laughs> there's there's a very common product uh, you can buy on Amazon called Otter Wax, and that's what Yannick uh, recommended like okay. a year ago to me. So I bought a bar of that. It comes it comes in like a bar form, sort of like a bar. Yeah. Stick. You just heat up your material lightly, you just rub it on, and and wipe off the excess, and that works okay. well for me. But interesting, and this isn't, I'm not paid to say this, but I know because Colin's watching. Uh, when we went to Texas, we visited DI Precision, and yeah. he had this like brand new wax option. It comes in a stick form, so it's sort of like a deodorant stick. Yeah. Um, and it's made by a company called Rebel Rooster. So, Rebel Rooster Bag Wax, they just announced it like a month ago, so it's pretty new, but it works really well. And it's not as like tacky and, and, gross feeling as the otter wax it sort of blends into your bag a lot nicer is, so is it waterproofing it. or is it a grippy thing both it, both both yeah it, the, it doesn't turn it doesn't turn your bag into like a grippy bag but it's sort of okay. got nice uh it has a little bit of grip to it but it's not going to like yeah. stick onto barricades and get you caught yeah. up and stuff right okay it, it, it removes a lot of slipperiness or it adds yeah. adds friction yeah but it's not like the thing about sticky bags is they have their place when you have to shoot off like a slanted yeah. surface but yep. at the same time for other barricades it's almost it makes them almost more difficult because when you go to pull yeah. it off it like it takes the barricade with it right like it's yeah. too sticky so when you wax your wax canvas properly it's like the nice middle ground for everything nice yeah 
There, there's a comment here on on pump pillows each time. I think if you know how to use it, because the for me the way I'd run it is I'd have it slung over my shoulder, ready almost hanging below my armpit, so that when I get into position, I just rotate it into that that void and be able to shoot with it. So, I and again, if you're a, if you're using it as a support on a a reverse rooftop, that's another option for it where you're kind of leaning on it, like a, like you would with a rock or something. Yeah, I put so, it under my chest on those. It yeah, is, yeah. It and again, it's, it's yeah, exactly. It's in a question of just practicing with it. Like on those weird tire stages where you've got to get high enough, but it's not prone, but it's not, you know, not frog style. It's kind of halfway in between. Yeah, like putting the master director hat on, I definitely design stages to make sure that, you know, you're, you can't get one elbow on a knee, but it's too uncomfortable to bend over, you know, so. Like, <laughs> you're such a jerk. I love it. <laughs> yeah, got a challenge. And I mean, yeah, they're commenting on, you know, it takes time. Yeah, it, it does take time. But if you, man- if you manage it, we got two minutes, right? So what, uh, whenever you first start shooting, the timer goes beep and then two minutes is gone. But yeah. whenever you have a few matches under your belt, two minutes is plenty of time. Oh, so if you have to I take- love I love two minutes. Yeah. It's like. I don't think we'll ever change two minutes. There's there's other other events that run one and a half. You know, like ah, it's, I like two. It's comfortable. Yeah. You know, it's a good it's a good pace. I'm an old guy now, so it's it fits it fits my uh, fits my uh, range and speed of motion. Yeah, I I will say in terms of pump pillows, I often in the past had it on my person during a stage, but it was just yeah. sort of there as an emergency tool. Yeah, like if I really felt like I was unstable, I could I could Throw, pull up swing the pump it pillow. Yeah, but nowadays if i feel like i don't need to use it i won't even have it on my person just to keep yeah. it out of the way yeah i think that's a progression in shooting too right like whenever you're less experienced you're you're using those bags more but once you really dial in your your solid positions you might not need it as much but there's still yeah. times when it's useful yeah yeah exactly it i think so the difference is knowing when to use it right it's that that experience and then there's a question on size schmedium versus pine size again that's a personal choice and what you're used to running really what's your style and also the barricade sometimes a medium is too big like if you're dealing with kind of like those step stools where you've got a very narrow window a medium and then a rifle on top of that you might not even get a pine size in there could be just a flat flat rail bag definitely preference based but uh like in my bag i don't have both i just have the medium and the I, I know how I now know how to manipulate the bag in certain yeah. ways. Like if it's a really short port that you're shooting through, as long as there's the width available, I'll actually put it upside down so the ears are facing upwards, and then yeah. I'll put my rifle in the middle. Right. That way, it's it's as low as possible. So that's what I started doing. But it's it's totally preference. I yeah. I got uh, a request from one of the guys to make a kind of a four inch by six inch by one and a half inch thick bag. So for those really, okay. really tight ports, it's yeah. something you could put down that you're not shooting off a hard surface. Yeah. So I made one, and I said, I may as well put it on the website. So one side has the rubber side. Nice. The other side is Cordura with a strap. So you, you can kind of use it as a as a rear bag if you want a little bit. And then uh, for the really, really tight ports, you have something to put onto it. So that's another option as well. Nice. Let's see if there's any other comments here. White canvas, uh, Cortec. 
So, there's a comment way at the top that says utter bag. I'm pretty sure that's talking yeah. about the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the clean war horse. Yep. Yeah. With the four udders on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I keep getting people asking me to make a grippy version of it. Oh, of that. It's like, I, like mm, I don't know. Do you really need a grippy version of that? For the, yeah. For those that don't know what it looks like, let's, uh, let's put it up there. They're definitely less common than the Armageddon Game Changer style bags. You know, you know what's funny? Out West, a lot. I see a lot more out West than out East. Oh, yeah? yeah. Maybe it's a geographic thing, too. Maybe. Like, yeah. Maybe. I think yeah. Coltac has one, too, but it has three legs. Yeah. The I mean, I, I like I like the, the Cleed Warhorse. Again, it's a, it's, a, it's a bulkier bag. So this is perfect on a T-post shooting position. You just drop it on something like a tank trap or a t-post that you have to shoot off of it just stays put it's just perfectly balanced it grips it and then you turn that into a, a pretty steady shooting platform i know uh resta rodriguez really likes this warhorse yeah bag. he uses it like every single stage basically and he gets so many jokes about it when when we go down to the states there's guys like hey how many bras do you need for that thing <laughs> yeah but hey man if it works for him right it's whatever works so there's there's a use case for it, right? So oh, you, absolutely, you carry around absolutely. That, so yeah, not not for me, but for other shooters. There's yeah, a yeah. Use case I mean, so, so the straps also let you kind of put a, you know strap it around your rifle. So when you pick up your rifle, the bag goes with it. So if I had a choice between you know uh, the classic the classic bag or or this for a tank trap, I would lean toward this on a, shooting off the tips of the tank trap. Just because I know it's not, it's less likely to move, right? Once you set it, you can just forget it and just, you know, it's not going to slide off depending on how much you nudge that thing. Yeah. yeah. So and and the straps bring up a an interesting topic, which is also mounting your bags to the rifle, which yeah. is getting more and more common, right? Like whether or not you're using your arc rail or straps or whatever. Yeah. So so Travis, <laughs> if you want to make this bag, you should call it the strap on. <laughs> oh my gosh can i trade no, that? that that's that's like that's a comment i gotta go i gotta i gotta go to facebook and look up that i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna guess okay. it's steven it's borso isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be so so if we look so again if you're you know what what do you recommend and we'll we'll come back around the the squeezable rear bags because we sort of address it at the beginning you know what what is your recommendation matt for for their first bag honestly i would recommend not don't buy one show up borrow uh like yeah or exactly if you want to be, be certain that you'll be prepared and self-sufficient uh you can fill an old sock with like loose gravel or, or sand but when you get to the match every if you if you tell people it's your first match they're gonna want to help you and they're gonna say oh yeah. try this bag try that bag yeah. so don't spend your own money if you haven't even shot a match yet that's yeah. my advice yeah. Pla classic, uh, classic game changer. Try out all the different sizes you see. Try out the Cleed Warhorse if that floats your boat, right? One of those will work 90% of the time unless you're dealing with a very narrow port. And at that point, you're almost better off not using a bag. Or if you can get like an inch and a half, two-inch thick bag that's a rail-mounted one, that, that would work for that. And then, yeah, and, uh, like at the matches too, as a match director, I have spare bags that I lend right. out for, for people to try. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if I'm there, I'll have a big bag that you guys can can borrow for the match, also. So I've got pump pillows, uh, cleared war horses. Uh, I've got pine size game changers, and I'll have I'll have a, a few of the uh, the boss gear boss gear bags as well. That'll be part of that. 
Right, right, Travis? Absolutely, you will. (laughs) The only downside of, well, one of the downsides of the Cleed is that it doesn't really work well as a rear bag, whereas Mm. the more... The yeah. more traditional barricade bags do because they're just you know yeah a it's it's less compressibility for sure. So if unless your bipod is set up high, you're not going to be able to find out find a good spot for it because you can rotate like any bag has like three or four different heights available just by flipping it, and that's the thing. So you know Carl's question about a pillow rear bag or squeezable rear bag, it's it's probably a one trick pony. So for a prone stage that um that you know you're going to be shooting off a bipod and it's and it's pretty anchored in yeah a squeezable bag is perfect but again you could squeeze a game changer honestly i I put mine like this yeah and and you can fold it so whatever you need like it's squeezable uh exactly all the time i would say you're just wasting your backpack space and wasting energy carrying more weight if you have a dedicated rear bag for a prs match that's just my honest opinion you should have you should just know how to use your barricade bag as a rear squeeze bag because yep. you're not actually going to, you would probably use it to zero in the morning, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then maybe that one or two prone stages. Yeah. But besides that, it just, that is, that is bag. great advice. Like I roll, I roll one, one barricade bag. If I'm trying to be, you know, light, yeah. just one barricade bag. Yeah. yeah. And um, usually it's the sticky, even though I'd like a pint size sticky. But I just love the. T- I just. I just love how it feels. I know exactly what orientation is, so I don't have to look at the bag, because I right. can. I can feel the sticky and non-sticky side when I pick it up, <laughs> and I know what the orientation is, so I can just drop it down. So, yeah. So coming for the first time, yeah, just just show up and say, hey, you know, um, I'm new here. I don't know what bag to try out. What, what do you guys recommend? You know, for sure. Rely on your squad mates. It's been. It's. It's a great community. They will. They will literally give you the shirt off their back if, if you ask them as well. So, um, yeah. And then weights, weights up to you, you know, some people like heavy, some people like light. I, I, I lean more toward the heavier side. I just like that, 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 that solid feel that it, it's kind of locked in when I put it into position, it's going to stay there, but the loose styrofoam beaded ones are kind of still shifty. I don't feel like I'm getting a good connection with, with the barricade. I don't know if that's your experience, Travis or Matt. I use a, it's like a HDP pellets. So it's okay. for, for weighted blankets. So it's somewhere in between the, okay. the sand and the styrofoam. And I mean, it, it works reasonably well. I, I'm happy with it. The the thing I was interested in is lots of people are going to the heavy, heavy bags, but with your 2200 series, how is that going to change things? Are people going to be looking for more of a lightweight bag? Right, because you, you don't have the wagon to pull behind you. Yeah, well, I think I think it's not a lightweight bag, but what is what is the bag you can use the most? Yeah, because you're because you have so the for those that don't know the twenty two hundred, it's a field match, and sometimes you've got targets along the same axis, and sometimes you're looking at one hundred and twenty degrees of, of shooting lane. Right, you're going to traverse from extreme left, extreme right, and then does does the bag you have work? So typically, what people are using is it's a tripod with a with some bag that's going to stay put that way you can, you can, you can traverse across the whole uh, field if you needed to. So that's, that's the thing. Uh, Kev fat bag. If is a rail bag counted as a bag or is it a bipod for support? Is it a bag? Yes. <laughs> it's a, is it filled with something? Yes. <laughs> so for, that only matters for production, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so using that, you can't, you, you can't have a rear bag. Yeah, it's a yeah, bag. It's, it's, yeah. 
like if you shoot with just the rail, that's that's not a bag because it's just a rail, yeah. right? So if you put the plate, the rail changer plate or the grip changer plate, you know, it's a plate. It's not a bag. Yeah. Yeah. Tons, and sometimes... Yeah. Oh, you, you go ahead, Rick. I was just going to say tons of guys are using those plates more and more often without a bag. Like they'll exactly. have a bag and then they'll have the plate or the baker wings, I guess, on their rifle. Yeah. Uh, it's just another style style of doing and, it. And that's what I'm going to be doing this year is I'm just using the, the Kev Fat plate hmm, this year as, yeah. as my my support. I mean, obviously, if it's a cattle gate, uh, I might still do that. Depends. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to see. I'd have to try it out. But just that wide, that big, that that econo version of the Baker wings is just a, <laughs> a cab fat plate. Yeah, I mean, I see. as a, as a try, because last year I tried it without anything, and that didn't work so well. Or two years ago, I tried just just the because I, I used to shoot with an ACC, and it was it was flat. It's, it's a square, it's a square forend, right? So on most barricade, it's not going to be rocking. But I felt like I needed a little bit more more support. So okay. we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the Baker wings are becoming very popular on a lot of the MDT chassis. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's a it's a pricey addition, right? Yeah. Have you ever tried them? I haven't. I haven't. I haven't seen them up up close. I uh, not the Baker wings specifically, but I have a Gray Ops plate, so it's about oh, probably four inches in width. Yeah. And I so I use that plate specifically to run okay. a flat bag similar to the kev fat um but some people will like i mentioned they'll run that plate by itself yeah but i found i really don't like it on a heavy fill bag specifically which is what i use because if you if you settle everything down and it's not level to level your rifle takes a lot oh. of you got to like move the yeah. bag around and shift the sand inside so yeah, i think yeah. it works better with the Looser the bead fill, fill. yeah because yeah, then you can just sort of tilt yeah. your rifle as you need and have that width for extra stability I don't find personally that it gains me any stability on a heavy fill bag. And that's another reason why I like the heavy fills because it's yeah. just, it's so solid even so, without the, yeah. the wings or whatever. Yeah. So. It's a single solution that removes the need for that. Yeah. And, it, and I do, I do like to be able to adjust my cant um, quickly because oftentimes I'll get on target the, as I'm closing my bolt, I check my level and I do have to make small adjustments. And I found with the plate, it was just, you know, rocking or taking too much energy to rock yeah. back and forth. So. Yeah. And then you feel like you're fighting the rifle, which is not good. Yeah, you, exactly. You, you have no natural point of aim. You have unnatural point of aim at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Travis, we got a question on, do you have a, a name for what that 3D plate is going to be called? Not yet. I, I got to get a 3D, like I printed that one at work. So I got to get a 3D printer and put them into production there. Then we'll, we'll come up with a boss gear plate. Well, <laughs> that's a great name. There you go. Yeah. Boss gear plate. Yeah. Flat stuff. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop the name. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what else is there? I didn't see any other questions. I don't know if you guys saw any other questions up there. But definitely bag, bag is a personal choice and, you know, Buying a bag without practicing how to use it, uh, you know, it's it's a recipe for a potential disaster. And don't blame the bag. It's it's a tool like anything else. You know, it's like buying a welder and expecting to, to be able to, to hot glue metal together seamlessly. You know, it's it's it needs practice, right? So it's efficiency and time and getting the most out of it will take practice, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And... I tell you, how do you know when something doesn't work? If you put your whatever bag you're thinking of buying on a barricade and it falls off it, 
you know, either your technique is wrong or it's not the right bag for you for that barricade. So, yeah, that's I will the worst. say I've definitely had my game changer fall off of barricade as I'm going to put my rifle down. And it's yep. the worst feeling because you're like, oh, I just and it's know. in your head. Yeah. You go waste a bunch of time picking it back up, resetting everything. Yeah. <laughs> bag, oh, bag riders. What's your stance on bag riders, Matt? So that the the thing that guy's talking about is it's sort of like an upside down L shape. So you yeah. mount it onto your arc rail and it, it's a piece of aluminum that comes down yeah. in front of your magwell. So that's that what you, that is. Yeah. So when you, when you load into the barricade bag, yeah. you press into that and it won't affect your magazine, right? Gotcha. Because for, well, center fire isn't as um, susceptible to this, but for rim fire mags, if you really load it, oh, yeah. it shifts it, right? It'll give yeah. you feeding issues and stuff. I was wondering uh, what that was because I saw it at the hunter match. Someone had that. That yeah. weird handguard thing. I said, what's that for? I said, okay. Yeah, that just, makes sense. Bag, bag that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I had one, or I still have one. I just don't run it at the moment because my new chassis has a nice mag guard right at the front. Uh, yeah. But if, especially if you're running like a 700 footprint action, like the Voodoo, Remix, whatever, uh, it's important to make sure your magazine isn't going to be shifted in any way when you're shooting because right. we all know reliability is of utmost importance in this discipline. And if you have any malfunction, it just kills so much of your yeah. stage time. So Maintaining the important. right feet angle is critical to <laughs> exactly. your enjoyment for the day. Yeah, exactly. So that just protects yeah. the uh, the magazine from being touched. That's it. But they're also the bag rider that goes on the buttstock, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So do you run uh, one of those or that's that built into your fancy chassis too? My my chassis has a bag rider that I'm fine with. The old MDT ACC had that bag rider that sort of stuck out yeah. in front of it. And Don't I had catch. one on my ACC, but I took it off because I found, yeah, it was just get kind of getting in the way and it has enough... It has enough surface area under the buttstock where it still yeah. rides a bag okay. Yeah. So it's, what, it's again, so, it's like personal preference for that. So stuff. what chassis what chassis are you shooting now? KRG C4. It is uh it's it's a very nice chassis. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's like an ACC and a KRG Whiskey 3 had a baby and the this, C4 this, came out. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty sexy. Yeah. I don't know what I think of that color scheme, but it is that chassis. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a personal thing. So it looks yeah. XRS in the front. And yeah, this looks very similar to the, the rear end of the XR. That looks pretty trick. And and is this new for this year, Matt? Uh, they the announced it 2022 and they came out in like November or something like that. Yeah. So I've only been running it for two months or so. Okay. So far, so good. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's nice. <laughs> Sounds good. And what's the, what's the uh, street price for that? Just to uh, at on Go Big, I think it's twenty nine hundred bucks or so, okay. just shy of three thousand. So it's it's not cheap. Like you know, you're you're gonna have to make your own decision whether or not you yeah. want to pay that money. Is that but is that it's top? A, it's a nice chassis. Is that top of the range for for a KRG? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so that's the yeah. that's the that's the. That's the end of the line there. Yeah, that's the new flagship model on okay. the uh, KRG line. Yeah. I've been running the X-Ray for a while. That's that's a reasonably priced stock. I'm impressed by it. Yeah, it has very similar ergonomics to, to the yeah. C4. Yeah. But definitely, definitely, definitely different. Is that a polymer 
stock or is that all aluminum? No, it's so a lot of the old KRG stuff had polymer panels all over, but that's yep. a billet aluminum from front nice. to back. Hence the cost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. I look forward to seeing that. I haven't seen many on the firing line yet. I've so. seen a very small number of them in the States, but I haven't seen another one in Canada yet. I actually had the first one in Canada because Tom and Gobig hooked me up. Nice. <laughs> Got me one of the earlier ones. So Nice. There was a question on sticky bag, rear bag with a bag rider. There's no real issue because there's no recoil with a 22 especially if you've got any weight in your, your system. So it's not a big deal. Um, it behaves like any other bag, really. There's no, there's no movement or, or, or perceived, you know, stickiness that interferes with your, your um, target acquisition and, and uh, reticle alignment. So, yeah. C4 is the cost of five CZ457 synthetics. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely. Uh, going, going back to the sticky bags, though, they definitely have their place because uh, I often, not often, but it's not unheard of where if I think a sticky bag would be a lot easier to use on a stage, yeah. I'll ask the guy beside me who has one, hey, can I borrow your sticky bag for yeah. this stage? And they'll they'll say yes, and I can use it. So they yeah. have their place. I just don't carry one myself. Yeah, and we, we put stages together deliberately, right? 45-degree steel, yeah. steel pipe or even higher-degree steel pipe right get it up to 60 degrees yeah. or 70 degrees just to test people's ability i to, saw to a post i saw a post from john gingrich that chavis made him a sticky bag right and that he's testing out yeah it was kind of a prototype that uh i was working on so it's the essentially the classic size bag like the xl the, the big one like this with the the grippy part on the bottom nice here. okay and, and the top or just no just on the bottom Okay. So just for gripping those, but it has an opening to be able to fill the sand. To oh, okay. It rolls out. And so with, with the other bags I have, it's just a Velcro closing. You don't have to worry about the HDP pellets falling out with sand. That won't work. So I had mm -hmm. to design uh, a little trunk on it there to be able to adjust the sand. Nice. You That's awesome. That, Rick? What's that? <laughs> want to come up with a name for that? So yeah, John, John had uh, agreed to, uh, run it through its paces and give me some some feedback on that's awesome okay. that's the that's the pine size snuffleupagus yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the the sticky material definitely has its place like just the match i saw shot on sunday two positions in a stage were off of this this slant and it's slanting to the right which is more difficult for right-handed shooters yeah. if it's slanting to the left you can yeah. brace you can brace gravity with your offhand but since it's slanting to the right it's super awkward. So I definitely used it. I borrowed uh, Thomas's sticky bag for that, for sure. Yeah. 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 I found that, that rubberized material grips pretty good. It's, it's for like uh, slippers, the bottom of slippers. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's okay. Meant, it's meant to grip, right? Or mit, yeah. the palms and mitts and stuff like that. Now, yeah, it's I... durable enough, too. Yeah, yeah, it's more durable than the Fedora is. Nice. Didn't, didn't I see one of the bag manufacturers offering a panel you could... You could yeah. uh, wire saw, on or, or Armageddon Gear just offered that for their like a sticky panel that you could yeah. like it's like a like a I'm trying to it's like a bikini you put on your your game changer. I don't think I've seen this really. Yeah, yeah I saw it last it, week. It's out there. Yeah, what is it's not everybody likes a sticky bag, right? But like you said, there's I'm some Google it. when it's useful. Armageddon sticky sheet. Sticky. Is it like a sheet? 
Yeah, it's just it's a, like, one it's of those a panel. pieces of material that you somehow fastens to the bag. Oh, huh, interesting. Yeah. I can't. Uh, it's not April Fools yet, so I don't think it's. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not a. I think I saw it on uh, their social media on Instagram. Yeah, I'm not finding it on their site here. I think I think I saw it on Instagram. I don't think yeah. it's hit the. I don't mm. think it's hit their websites yet. Yes, but that's that was. But I think that's for me like adding on another layer that potentially gets caught up, lost, or comes undone at the most inopportune time. Yeah, something's going to come off. It, it can come off when you least need it. Exactly. To come off, right? was, someone was saying that it's on their website. Oh, here it is. It's called. Uh, uh, what is it called? Sticky pad. <laughs> it's called the sticky, sticky pad. pad? Yeah. God. It's literally just like a, a sticky material with yeah. a bungee. So you just wrap it over the bag and I don't know how well that worked. I kind of want to try it now. Though. We should we should tr- we should we should get you to try it and you'll I, you'll provide feedback for us. I feel like it would work initially, like if you just go to put it down a barricade, it'll be nice. Yeah. But if you need to transition with it, I'm scared it'll flop around, you know, and then when you're putting it on the next barricade. You don't know if the sticky part is going yeah. to settle properly. I imagine it's like a like one of those N95 masks, right? That you've got the elastics on the side that you just <laughs> put around the the wings of the game changer. Yeah, you've got yeah, the it, sticky pad in, in the middle. It's right? an interesting That's, idea, though. Like I, I do like that idea because you don't have to carry a sticky bag. And then let me, let me try bag. and find it. Sticky I don't know bag. that Armageddon Gear would put out something that they haven't tested pretty thoroughly. Someone uh, someone posted a link, Rick, on uh, on the comment section. Okay, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. All right. All right. It's an interesting idea. If it if it works well, honestly, I'd pick one up just to keep in my bag anytime I want a sticky bag. I don't have to annoy the guy beside me. Yeah. I yeah don't like know. how how are the sides? You know what I mean? Like if you put it yeah. down and you lift it back up, I'm scared the sides would flop everywhere. And... Oh, so uh, it, it goes around though. So there's a a bungee in the middle. Yep. Okay, and then the other sides just loose. I can't I can't really tell. Yeah, yeah, that's like the part. Said, whenever you about. pick it up, is it just going to fold together? Oh yeah, so it's just one. Oh, it's not even like an N95 mask. It's kind of like a it's like, like a, a ho- N95, like mask. a like a Halloween mask thing, right? You just put around. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I'm not sold on it. I mean, that's my opinion. Is I'm not. How I'm much? Not how sure. much are they charging for that thing? Forty bucks US, I think. Ooh. Thirty-eight ninety-five. Yeah, it's not cheap, but. I'd be willing to give it a shot, see if it works. Yeah, I mean, I've spent forty bucks on dumber stuff that I don't use. Yeah, oh, for sure, hundred percent, Travis. I have involved. not. <laughs> yeah. It's a concept making it yeah. adaptable, right? Because, like I said, yeah. sometimes, like, you're not know, a sticky man. bad guy, but sometimes you need it. I know, but I just like, like Matt said, I just. I just go to Colin and say, "Colin, can I borrow your sticky?" <laughs> if, it, if it adds any sort of uh, any sort of functionality to your bag, I think it would be nice having it because it doesn't take up any space, right? Like you just put it in a pocket uh, or whatever. Yeah, I'm just concerned about one more point of failure that we're adding, and if it's right. if it's not velcroed on, you know, like the the potential for something going wrong has increased to the point where I'm not comfortable. Hmm. Right, and then you know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be at the bottom of your bag, right? It's gonna be where is it? Where is it? Oh, here it is. And then you gotta, you know, I'll just say, let me borrow your sticky game changer, right? That's like the easiest way. Everyone, there's gonna be at least one person on your squad that's got one. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So again, that's oh, sorry, this is kind of off topic, but talking about redundancies, six of us traveled from Stittsville 
this yeah. weekend and we bought uh, we brought between us five magneto speeds nice <laughs> we all brought our own chronographies like, hey man poor one man me. one man one kit because you never know in case you have yeah. you want to go somewhere you know yeah but if you travel yeah. with friends like you can plan better right and yeah. like you know you don't need five sticky bags right correct correct uh, there's a question on boss gear to launch to, to branch out mats rifle cover sleeves tripod tables accessories something unique yes absolutely so matt <laughs> yeah whenever you posted your uh your fancy the tripod, tripod caddy, thing, yeah i got messages when's yours coming out right and it, it was something that i was planning anyway like i it's i have a list of you know 20 or 30 items that i want to make but yeah. i'm i'm one man who <laughs> does it all so t- time's the limiting factor but i have uh ne- next on the list is a tripod caddy so yeah when uh, you when you need a name you know who to come and see absolutely I, I will say, so I made that specifically because I, I couldn't find one in Canada for less than like 250 bucks. Like it was pretty expensive for what it is. Uh, and yeah. since I, I still have material and I sew, obviously, I made one myself. And it's basically a simplified version of it. But I will say uh, it is a it is a game changer in terms of my stage prep. Like everything is much more organized, right? And everything's right in front of me on my chart. Yeah. So I, I do really like it. And I think Travis, like if if you nail the design to be uh, universal enough or it'll fit on any tripod nice, I think it'll be definitely a, a good thing to have. Is it is it just a plain hammock or do you have like different pockets? No, no, or no. Yeah, it's, it's a panel that straps onto the legs. two legs of your bipod. So it's like right. a triangle shape. And yeah. in that triangle shape, uh, there's a desk, the, a miniature desk that folds down. Okay. So you can have your notepad on that. And then I have... I have a bunch of pockets or my Kestrel, my rangefinder, my pens. Gotcha. Perfect. And then I have I have a bigger pouch underneath it to put all my ammo. So my stage prep, after I'm done shooting my stage, I go to my tripod. I can, you know, fill up my dope cart there, reload my bags. I don't have to like bend over into my bag and dig things out. Like it's all there all the time. So So that's your bag, really basically. Good. Yeah, it's it's my bag for my stage prep, which is good to have in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So th- I'm kind of looking Pretty at doing sweet. something similar. Like I want to put the little fold down desk thingy in it. Uh, yeah. I'd like to add more Velcro because lots of people have said, I just want to like take my Kestrel, put a piece of Velcro on the back and stick it on there and uh, have a big pouch on the bottom. Uh, some people want Molly. I don't know if we'll, I could put some Molly on it. But the other thing I want to do is on the backside, make a couple of pockets because mm-hmm. it's kind of no- nobody has pockets on the backside. And also make it so that it can be like a tripod caddy as well. So whenever you fold it up, you have a sling or something that you can carry your tripod with. So that whenever it's folded up, it has, you know, it makes it a little bit easier to move around. Has more than one one yeah. use. I will also say have, have the little hammock underneath too. I will say uh, the one downside of my setup currently is I have the inverted tripod, which means the leg sections on the top are smaller and that means when you it fold slides it, down. Yeah. So no, 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 no. What that means is when I have my my tripod organizer on the tripod, I can't collapse the tripod because the the straps are in the way. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Which is really annoying because when I go to walk further distances, like what Travis said, I don't have a way open. to carry. Yeah, I have to like leave it fully deployed and like walk around it. So it's the one downside of my tripod setup. There you go. Yeah. So, so there's that, that's going to be the next project. The other thing I'm looking at is uh, like scope and rifle covers. I went to the NRS match last year that they had in Eastern yeah. Ontario and it started raining and I, I had a, a bag cover, like a backpack cover in my bag. So I just took that and threw it on, on my rifle. People were like, right. wow, that, that works really well. 
right? So something that's lightweight that you can pack up into your bag that takes up no space yeah. at all for with a, whatever. With, a, with, a, with an elastic hem would be great. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. The elastic. I uh, I made my own rifle caddy uh, as well, but it's it's not a rain cover with the stretchy bottom. It just covers my action, and then with an elastic cord, I have one that just caps over the muzzle. So if I'm walking, you know, and it's raining, it covers my action, my optic, and my muzzle, and there's a carry handle on it, so I can just sort of like pick it up. Uh, there's there's other similar things to it on the market, but it works well. Yeah, I was gonna make something similar to that, where it's like a the scope cover with just like a like the hats where you have the thing on the back, right, to cover the action, and then like you said, maybe something for the muzzle, but and make a, an entire scope cover as well. So just to add to the lineup. So I, I have you know a bunch of things that I'm making. I also started doing the retail side of things. So I started with uh, Spearhead, right? Have their their tuners. Spearhead machine. The boys. Yeah. The boys from Thornhill. Another like Canadian manufacturer. I, I want to try and support as much Canadian as I can. And their stuff is you know I, I have one of the tuners there. It's the machining on it is is pretty nice. So yeah, from what I see in the pictures, it looks pretty phenomenal. Their machine yeah. finish. Yeah, seeing it in person too. It's, they're, they're really nice. So trying to to branch out into there and going to be looking at maybe bringing some barrels in from overseas. So some are German. you gonna Are you gonna put one of their tuners on your rifle, Chavez? I am. So I asked the. They actually provided some uh, blemish tuners for me to offer to people to use at the matches. So I'm going to put a tuner on mine because it's production that that will help. I use the. Yeah. 457 synthetic with a 16 inch barrel so having a little bit more more weight will will definitely help and yeah nice that, i think that that's a barrel that's tunable and um so i'm trying to add the retail component to be able to you know support other canadian businesses and stuff like that so that's it cool I got a question from Sean about what that what a tuner does. Sean, we have a we have an episode. We actually have an episode uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, Yannick where we we go in in depth into the there was a major discussion online yeah. about that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. So yeah. the 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 net net is if you have you may have a tunable plot. Some platforms are more tunable than others. So if you're if you're running more on the production side, your chances are good that a tuner would help. But if you're running a, a one and a quarter inch straight pipe, uh, it's it's less likely to be helpful. So, but again, it's, your mileage may vary. It doesn't hurt from uh, right out. Um, season two, episode three, Sean. Yeah, Nick talks about international precision rifle competition and tuners. Uh, so that's where that's at. There's a couple three, of good podcasts that talk about it too. The modern day sniper had some of the guys from the U.S. that that make them on to explain how they work, and nice. so yeah, Nick did a pretty good job of explaining that that as yeah. well. So the, there's he lots was, of resources out there. He was prepared. He oh, had yeah. charts and slides. It was awesome. <laughs> I love yeah, Nick. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I noticed uh, J- JP JP Noel from Tesla. Yeah. He was running run of the uh, uh, spearhead. Um, yes, he was. As well. Yeah, so I saw that. Yeah, they looked he, good, and uh, he, the he came in second. He came in second at the sniper at the uh, sorry at the hunter match. Uh, yeah. Quiet, okay, yeah, I know quiet, he quietly him. came in, quietly came in, and then posted yeah. big numbers up, and then kind of just disappeared into the night. I like JP. Yeah. He's like Batman. You know, he'll he he'll is he's in, awesome. Destroy the competition, and then just yeah, leave. I just walk away. Yeah, just who was that guy? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I see him around every now and again. 
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Sean, we're going to see you in Nova Scotia again this year, buddy. We're, we're coming out uh, mid-June. Mid so there's a two-day CRPS regionals, uh, June 3rd, and then we're in uh, AMA for the X-22. So we'll see you again. So I guess this summer we're, we're hosting – I got three matches this summer, and we – we set them up differently, right? We're, I usually do them on Saturdays, but we're doing them on Sundays so we can do competition academy on the Saturdays. Yes. And then the for match on three Sundays. of them? Well, for the two. So there's oh, okay. the April, April, uh, April 22nd is the academy and the 23rd is the match. Okay. Then June 24th is the academy. But we're also doing, uh, I was talking to Yannick. It looks like nice. we're probably going to run a next step to the competition academy. So we can run the, the property is big enough that we can uh, we can run two two courses at the same time. Yeah, but who's going to run the competition academy when I'm watch when I'm in Yannick's course? <laughs> it's not designed for you, Rick. You've already Damn graduated it. from that. Damn so, it! So no, would that would that course be like a mid level course? Like it, it's step up. What we're we haven't finalized the the course yet, but what we discussed was we want it to be able to show people a okay, well, like before your stage starts, what should you do? You know, okay. if you need a bipod, have your bipod deployed. It, like, what's your plan for the stage? And then kind of have some seasoned shooters shoot the stage and tell people what they're thinking as they're going. So, like, get into the mindset of the top-level shooters and then give some various props and uh, what, what's the best position, you know. It's, it's to build a positional game and to learn uh, to be prepared really for the next step because how how many times do you see the guy on deck not have his mags loaded or or whatever right so scope it's, caps on turret yeah, not exactly. dialed like, mag so, at 32x like what well, that, once me. you get to yeah yeah once you get to a certain point it's the mental side of the game right so yeah how, how do you make a perfect shot really from from any position there you go so we're going to be Hopefully working on that and then have the academy at the same time. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. The national on in September, which will be nice. Nice fall weather. Yep. <laughs> I, I hope it's dry. I hope it's warm, coolish, and dry. That's all I want. Yep. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, not like the first one we had that it was 42 degrees, I think. <laughs> that is That is the hottest weather, still to this day, the hottest match I've ever been to. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah that, that so, was wicked yes we do need some new crps swag it's on my list of things to take care of well i guess on the crps swag side of things we were looking at doing another jersey right we did the the jerseys together last year yeah with customized with the name on the back and crps and all the sponsors on the front so we'll probably look at doing another run the, the 2023 version in a, a different 2023 nice. color right nice and then yeah, I think uh, ten bucks from each jersey goes to help the Rimfire Academy. Yes, so. we've got some. We got some big news there. Some scholarships available. We'll uh, we'll announce that. We got a great donation from uh, from Bruno, who uh, has kind of left the shooting scene. So we donated uh, several boxes of Elite 10X for the shooters to try out. See if just see what 10X will do for your group size at, wow. at 100, 100 meters. So. I might go take the competition academy again. I feel like, I feel like a crack dealer. <laughs> Try this, kids. Uh, yeah, and uh, we announced Ely is coming back. So the Ely Force shipment is 
is on its way. I don't know if it's packed up and on the, I don't think they're flying it over. I think it's on a ship somewhere, most likely. <clears throat> so Ely Force is inbound to be sprinkled across Canada. Awesome. But we got to make sure we don't give them to the folks with the muzzle brakes. <laughs> yeah, not allowed. You, you must have a barrel longer than 18 inches and no brakes. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have we're gonna have combustion per- complete- completeness percentages before we give you <laughs> give you a pack. Yeah. yeah. See you, Dave. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you in Battle Hill, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, the schedule's out. For those who are curious about the events, the RPS events, the event schedule has been updated. We haven't um, released the um, uh, the registrations. We'll be doing that as we get closer to the events. But we've got a few open already. Uh, Stittsville, March 11 and 12th. We have uh, uh, X22 on Saturday, and then we've got the CRPS on the Sunday. So it's a back-to-back. So folks that are interested in traveling up for that, you can do a double header. And then the weekend after, we're in Battle Hill for a CRPS match. I didn't quite think that through, but, uh, <laughs> but that's where we are. That's where we are. So, And then we're trying to find um, more venues for the CR22 uh, Hunter. We're going to have a, a slew of 22 Hunter matches um, in the East and the West. This will, year, so. uh, will the CRPS match at Stitzville be on the 200-yard range? Yes, it'll be 200-yarder. Okay. Yeah, we've run, we've run, we've run a handful of, of 200-yard CRPSs, and, and the pucker factor is the same. Actually, the Stitzville 200-yard range is actually technically cl- – it's 200 meters, so it's like 218 yards or something. And there's a weird wind that happens. Yeah, a really range. weird wind. It's it's very, it's it's very strange. Some people have figured it out. I have not. No one's just, figured it out. Right? I've just, just I just me. launch it, and it's it varies left like depends on which berm you are, and even the middle. There's no. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's I think Will's very tricky there. I think Will's back there with jet engines, kind of blowing blowing exhaust <laughs> over the over the berm or something. Yeah, but exactly. It, it's gonna it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. Nice. I like two hundred yards. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Oh, so yes, cool bags. What else? What else is there? We've said you know rear bag is good, but the classic barricade bag can work as a rear bag, and you've got multiple sides to it. So don't think of a, a barricade bag as the one tool. It's really multiple sizes depending on on how you use it. Uh, and again, like like you said, Matt, you can if you've got a flat barricade, you can uh, put it flat on its head with the with the two wings sticking up, and then rest the rifle inside. Uh, and then when you've got a, a, a round a round barricade, then that those wings kind of will will wrap around it. And if you've got a slanted one, that's where the sticky comes in. And if you don't have a bag yet, just try uh, try borrowing. There's lots of guys that are more than willing to help you uh, choose your your next expenditure. So, Bryson size targets when you're 200 yards and in. Yes, yeah, we we got a, we got a few things that we're working on with. Uh, Gong Joe. Yeah. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. Would I be so, able to talk uh, CUSF for a second? Oh, yes, absolutely, Travis. Yeah. Yes, go go for it. Yeah. So I mentioned uh, I'm vice president of the Canadian University Shooting Federation, and we, we have clubs all across Canada, about a, a dozen or so clubs for coast to coast, and we help students get into the shooting sports, kind of lower that barrier to entry, right? So... Um, one of the things that we do is we have fundraisers. Uh, right now, uh, 
uh, Beretta has given us a Seiko S20 to give away. So we have that going on right nice. now. The uh, the She Shoots podcast. So Kelly, uh, Maple Seed Kelly, and uh, Deneen and, and Casey from uh, Lady Guns and Rahina from CUSF do the She Shoots podcast. So in conjunction with them, uh, we're doing that giveaway. It's essentially make any donation to the CUSF and you get an entry into it. Or if you're feeling academic, you can write a 500-word essay. Rick's <laughs> going to be all over that, I'm sure. So that's set up. You can go to the uh, uh, Canadian Shooting Federation social media to see where the link is. I think it's donorbox.org. Okay. On Facebook? Uh, uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to try and find it so I can send the link right yeah, now. Yeah, it's uh, donorbox.org slash CUSF general fund, something along those lines. Um, so that's one of the things that we do. The other thing, we, we subsidize students getting their pals. So whenever we get donations, we have, uh, you know, Savage is a big sponsor of us, Cabela's Outdoors Fund, uh, Vortex, also a sponsor, and uh, Beretta. So a lot of that money goes towards getting students their pals. And we made some social media posts about that recently that have, uh, you know, it got lots of positive attention, which is great to see young people getting into the sports, right? And the sponsors are happy to support it because you're, you're investing in your future customers. And, uh, so this, this PAL funding program, we cover uh, up to a hundred dollars of students getting their PAL. I think we've given out two grand so far this year for, uh, for PALs. And then we got, uh, the other thing is set up the rifle loaner program so that people can come out and shoot CRPS. So Savage donates a bunch of, of rifles to us. So we got some B 22 precisions with, uh, MDT gave us all the, the accessories we need, the the ground pods and the arca rails and the rings. And uh, Bushnell stepped up pretty big for us. They gave us uh, Match Pro scopes, tripods, the engaged binoculars. So nice. we're, we're going to get some cases and get them shipped out so that the students, you know, we want to make the, the barrier to entry as low as possible. Give them no excuse to, to not come out and shoot, right? So Nice. Um, That's the yeah. way to go. That's yeah. awesome. That's the little spiel I have on that. So if if you can, whenever you go to Cabela's and you round up, it helps CRPS and it helps CUSF. True. All that, that money goes to the outdoors fund that, you know. Yep. Yeah. I just, uh, Cabela's sent me the list of things they're going to send for CRPS and ORPS. It's uh, generous is the word I would use. I got to try and find space for all of this stuff. So you could leave it here if you'd like. Uh, yeah. I've asked them to break it up into three shipments. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Cabela yeah, is, is our main sponsor. They, they've that's stepped awesome. up huge to, uh, to do this. And, you know, we, we've, uh, we've taken on our first paid executive director. So that's moving in the right direction. You know, yeah, we're for sure. almost nothing before, but the sponsor is stepping up huge. It, it really is going to be good for the shooting sports in Canada yeah. to get the young people engaged, right? Yep. So. And uh, we, we can talk about what we can do from the CRPS side. I can't do anything on the ORPS, but certainly CRPS as a group could could uh, could work with you on seeing what we could do to incent, motivate CUSF yep. members to participate. Yes, yeah, so. finding that carrot. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I felt like we should give a little spiel on CUSF because it's yeah, important perfect. work. I, like, I love volunteering for them. It's It takes up... Uh, a significant amount of time, but I think it's worth the investment. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, gents, any uh, any last advice on bags? I think try it out before you buy it. Uh, you know, you'll eventually pare it down to 
one or two. And then the other ones that you can round up, round off your collection, you can borrow with a match. And don't don't feel like you got to go buy like two hundred dollar bag, like Matt said, just a simple couple of socks with with something in it could could do very well until until you try out and find the one that you know is your forever bag, <laughs> one of your five go to bags or three, <laughs> whatever that happens to be. Um, that's it. Well, thanks, gentlemen. It was uh, an informative. Yeah. Topic and episode. Thoughts on large bags for OGs. Jesse Burns. One. What does that mean, Jesse? I don't know. Use them if it works for you. Are you referring to the massive size uh, pump pillow that Buddy used <laughs> the one time? Three foot by three foot? Oh, yeah. Corey Johnson, the one bag to rule them all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The gamer. There are there are four gamers in Canada. Corey Johnson <laughs> is one. Of, no, no, there are ones that stand out and say, "Really?" There are oh, four I guys see. that make me go, "Really?" I see. I see. <laughs> I see. I see gamers. Then I see gamers that like the this the scale. The what is it? The I don't know what it is. It's hard to say. The sheer gall to try and make it make it work. <laughs> All right, gents. That was good. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and visit the rimfireprecision.ca website for the uh, CRPS events and the ORPS events, all in one one website. Two different pages, but uh, all on the same website now. Anyway, thanks, gentlemen. We'll see you guys on the firing line. Rimfire Nation podcast is proudly brought to you by Tessero, your one-stop shop for your precision shooting equipment and uh, high-caliber ammunition. Take it easy, guys. Good night.